Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman. Excited for to kick off this special partnership with the Ohio University Sports Administration Program with a special co-host in Laura Waters Brown, class of 2013. I was class of 2017. Uh, and we've got on to kick off the series two unbelievable people, um, the legend in Doc Higgins and Pat O'Connor, um, fantastic career as president of minor league baseball and many of the other things that he's done as well. Uh, but let's just start off with the evolution of the Ohio program. Uh, we like to talk about Court Street as part of the experience. So we're going to dig into a little bit of life after Court Street. Doc, I know your favorite place on Court Street's Bagel Street Deli, and maybe there's another one I don't know about. But um, let's kick it off with you and just really how you got to the program. Um, and what the evolution of it has been over the last 50 plus years. Well, my involvement with the program uh, started in ni 1971. Uh, I received my uh, doctoral degree from the University of North Carolina uh, at Greensboro and was just fortunate enough to uh, uh, path cross with Dr. James Lavery uh, who was the director of the School of Health, Physical Education and Recreation at Ohio University and uh, uh, interviewed for a position and uh, was involved with the uh, recreation program initially, but was always uh, involved with the sports ad program uh, and such. So it's meant I arrived about five years after the program uh, was initiated. And uh, I've often said too that uh, I owe my entire career, I think, to doc, Dr. Lavery. And if I've ever had to uh, identify someone as a sports administrator, he, he was the, uh, to me, Mr. Sports Administrator. But I was involved, uh, like I said, at, at the university and uh, uh, such for uh, about five years, I think 76, 77, uh, look back and I had the opportunity to, to uh, uh, become the coordinator of the sports ad program. And it, it, the changes really weren't, weren't that much. Uh, they uh, just uh, talk about the um, uh, evolution. Uh, uh, the big change that I've noticed isn't so much in the program itself. It's the uh, uh, additional programs uh, within the department uh, that deal with sports administration. But we've um, always, um, uh, it's always been a selective program, which, which you know, all of you are, are aware of. Uh, and I, that continues today. Uh, the interview process uh, was important, uh, but the, the students have just always been unbelievable. And they, they're just, just great. And they've always been something that, that I, I enjoyed dealing with. And uh, I just, like I said, Dr. Lavery and Dr. Wilkinson and I uh, were the triad, so to speak, with the alums. And just always uh, two things. One, always work, enjoy working with the students. Uh, they, were, they were just always, always great. And two, uh, those two colleagues were, were, were tremendous. I think Pat can probably uh, uh, vouch for that too. He, he was a part of that uh, and such. Uh, but the um, uh, and I had the opportunity to uh, stay with the program uh, for um, uh, as a coordinator for about 18 years. And I, I'm not so sure it changed that, that much because the students, as I said, they, they, they've always been great. Uh, as far as the uh, job placement uh, over the years, it, it just branched out. 
uh, you know, the baseball was initially, of course, obviously the, the, uh, the initial thrust with the sports ad program with, with this history and everything. But um, it, it just advanced from, from what I always termed the ball games uh, into the marketing and uh, promotions and, and, and fundraising and what have you. So like I said, I don't know if you can call it an evolution or not, but it was just an additional job opportunities for the students that they wanted to take advantage of. Well, and, they all they all go somewhere after after Court Street, after Athens, you decided to stay. I mean, you haven't left. You've seen it all. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I've seen a lot. <laughs> being, being involved, Matt and I were talking here and being involved with the program. Uh, I've been here, of course, this will be my 50th year. And uh, uh, I'm not so sure it's, it's changed that much, uh, but uh, had the opportunity to be involved with uh, in education for 65 years. So it's it's been it's been a while, but enjoyed every bit of it. And uh, uh, you mentioned Court Street, uh, uh, Court Street, uh, the bagels on Court Street. Uh, that hasn't changed, and that's enjoyable. And uh, but uh, things are the same. Matt, I, I, I've listened to enough. I, I, he's being too modest. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's changed a lot, you know, and, and having been there in the fall of 80 and the fall of 81, uh, really when it hit, started to hit its stride, um, I don't know if the legend lives on, but Huey, Dewey, and Louie, uh, <laughs> Lavery, Wilkinson, and Higgins um, were the driving force. Um, you know, it has evolved, uh, I think, a couple of things. Uh, what these men did in running this program were they listened to the alumni who were going out and working in the field to come back and say, gee, I wish I had done this or we need to have our students do that. Um, and, and that's how the programs evolved within the department. They just didn't spring up because somebody thought it was a good idea. Um, and I, I, another thing I think that, that goes widely uh, unrecognized uh, is the network. And, you know, I don't care. I just met Laura Waters Brown on this Zoom call. Um, the ice is broken. Why? Because we're both OU grads. And you can go anywhere in the country and the world. And once you identify that tie, your friends and you, you know, the walls come down and you almost get the keys to the castle just because of your experience at Ohio University. Because let me tell you something, you don't get into the program without Huey, in my day, without Huey, Dewey and Louie's blessing. The standards were extremely high. Um, the hot seat, I don't know, Doc, if we still use the hot seat for the, the uh, interviews, you know, you walk into this room, there's a semicircle with one seat in the, in the middle under the brightest light in the room, and you get to sit down. And I, to this day, carry on um, practices that I learned, you know, at Ohio University from this guy and Dr. Wilkinson and Dr. Lavery, and one that came out of my interview. And, and I had the fortune of interviewing in the fall of 80 and being on the interview committee in the fall of 81 is you don't name drop, especially with this guy at the table, because you will say, oh yeah, I know Jake Hirschman well. 
And if you don't know that Jake just left company A and went to company B last week, this guy does, and he'll call you out on it. And you want to talk about seeing somebody melt in the hot seat, let Doc <laughs> catch some name dropping and be wrong. You know, and, and so to this day, um, and I think another thing uh, that, that came out of the program, not by accident, and the evolution has been genera generationally enhanced, is professionalism, respect for your, your cohorts in the program, respect for your peers and profession. Um, you don't show people up. Um, you honor your word. You do what you say you're going to do. Uh, no is a complete sentence and an acceptable answer. Um, you know, things like that, 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 you know, you acquire very young in your professional development. And it's not by accident to sit down and have a conversation, whether you go to the key club with Owen Wilkinson at, and it don't start until 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> or whether you leave them and do the court street, court street crawl to Souflockies. Jake, I don't know. Is Souflocky still there, Doc? I'm not sure. Is it? Yeah. I See, I never, Jake, I, I never made the bagel place because I never got out and going before 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, I, I don't, <laughs> See, I was the opposite. I became professional. So I was the early riser going to the bagel place. I didn't go no, out late. No, I, I Souflockies, you know, Papa Sue would be in there cooking, uh, uh, you know, heroes and, 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 you know, lamb and, you know, we, Chris Stone, I mean, I can go on and on about the individual stories, but the point of it is, is that the Ohio Uni University program has not reached um, its reputation, its uh, level of excellence by mistake. Uh, the foundation was laid by Dr. Mason, Walter O'Malley, who got tired of hiring former athletes to come in and screw up his business. He wanted business people. Um, and then carried on by Doc Higgins and, and James Lavery. You know, uh, Doc, Doc Lavery, you didn't see much. And he was the EF Hutton of our generation. That When James Lavery walked in a room and said something, it, it got quiet because you wanted to hear what that man had to say. And, and he had a great deal of respect. He had a gravitas uh, and a demeanor about him that you aspired to. You wanted to, you know, I, I'm sure that he had his moments, but you wanted to be like Doc Lavery because he was calm, cool, and collected no matter what. Never got real high, never got real low. You know, and that's what you aspired to is, is that level of, you know, walk in a room and command a room without saying a word. And, and, you know, so Doc Higgins is being very modest in that, you know, it just kind of evolved. And because of the evolution that these guys put in and the respect that the alumni had, the bar just kept getting higher. Uh, Laura, you went through more and the, the expectation for you was stated, but was higher than it was for me. And Jake, it was higher for you than it was for Laura. And Pat's making sure it's higher for Laura and Laura's making sure it's higher for Jake. And this whole idea of, of you know, the program, you don't even have to call it the Ohio U program. You, you know, you have to respect and pay forward. And, and you know, uh, listen, he, he complimented James Ray Lavery for everything in his career. I would not be where I'm at without Ohio U. I would not be the man or the Christian I am without Doc Lavery and Doc Higgins, especially Doc Higgins and Shirley. I'm a better man because these people have come into my life personally, and I've reached the, the level of professionalism and professional heights that I have because of what they instilled in me as a person and a student at the program. And I think one of the most valuable things, the greatest part about the program, right, is its ability to take 
present day situations, present day opportunities that are happening in the industries right now, and then bringing them into the curriculum. Um, talk a little bit, either Doc or Pat, talk a little bit about how important real life, real time education is to how you, when you leave the program, being able to be up to date and not just studying things of the past, but understanding how things were handled, um, you know, 20, 30 years ago, how they're handled today, and then how can we think outside of the box to handle it in the future? Well, I'll speak first, Doc, and, and it goes back to what I said, Laura, about, you know, in my day, uh, you know, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, the, the three leaders of this program would listen to you. When, you know, when you came back or when you talked on the phone, and, and Doc worked the phones as well as anybody, um, you know, they wanted to know, you know, how's it going? They were always interested in you personally. Is your life okay? How's work going? And what's going on with work? And, and it wasn't, it was genuine, but it wasn't so much tied to Laura Waters Brown as your experiences. What is that going to mean to future students? What did you not get here that you wish you had? Or what do you see coming down the pike? You know, because Athens is a cool place, but it's not the center of the universe. And, and they had the ability to expand their network, expand their knowledge base through this alumni network and through people who are boots on the ground. You know, one of the things, and, and, and I think that intrinsically, I, was, I learned it at Ohio University, especially from Doc Higgins. And I adopt a philosophy, and Jake's heard me talk about this before. If I am expected to lead from the top down, it's critically important that I get my information from the bottom up because I can sit at this desk and I can write flowery, beautiful emails that we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And when I send it down the line and the boots on the ground, people say, boy, this reads nice, but it's not going to work. And let me tell you why it's not going to work. If I had talked to those people in advance, I wouldn't have made those mistakes and misled them. And I learned that from Doc and, and, and Owen. You know, Doc Wilkinson was, you know, he was sneaky. He'd get stuff out of you. And at the end of the conversation, you didn't even know you told him anything, you know, and he was a genuine guy. He was a fun loving guy um, and just had that same gravitas. But Laura, to your point, I think the, the approach of this program to grow from within without being uh, incestuous, you know, we don't close our minds. We grow from within because we're sending uh, students, alum out into the world and they are able to help us keep the program relevant and keep the program current. And I, I think those two things, especially in this fast moving world today, if you can't stay current or you lose your relevance, you become insignificant. Doc, how have you seen those that, you know, Pat's paved the way for many people to come after him, as he mentioned, you know, setting the bar higher. There's plenty of people he's gone and hired. There's plenty of people that he's, you know, gone and worked with in the industry, whether it's at one of his clubs, you know, in, in the minor league system or, or elsewhere at his counterpart uh, leagues. How do you, how do you see the uh, evolution of how people have, you know, Bobcats have hired other Bobcats right along the way in the industry because they know what they, what they went through in Athens? I think you go back to, and, and Pat uh, has mentioned so many things there that, that, uh, influence people along the way. Well, one thing that uh, uh, I, I tried to initiate uh, 
when I had the opportunity to, uh, to become the coordinator of the program was to create a family. And the idea was if we could create a family with the students that the future would take care of itself. No, not, not quite, but it was the idea that, that family takes care of family. And I think you mentioned it and Pat uh, has mentioned it too, that uh, how, how they've always rallied around the, the program and the idea was that they helped one another, whether it was present uh, uh, students coming up that they provide an opportunity, professional opportunity for them, or uh, a, a previous classmate maybe. Uh, but the idea was that, 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 that you help. Uh, also to Pat uh, uh, mentioned something about listening. And I had a saying, and I got it years ago from a, a, a gentleman that influenced my life a great deal as a high school coach. But it was everyone's our superior in some way, and that we learn from them. And I think Pat uh, made a comment uh, about how you listen to the to those around you, and and you learn from them. And uh, uh, I, I've learned so much over the years from uh, the students I've had, uh, graduates of the program. And I, and I think it's the idea that, that through the family that you take care of one another. And I think we have the confidence in, in graduates of the program that uh, we don't mind reaching out, giving them opportunity and, 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 and get them going on, on their road to a professional career. And Jake, having hired a lot of OU alums over the last you know, 40 years, um, you know, it is, there is a, an acceptance that you know what you're going to get at the core. You know the individual you're going to get. He's going to have good morals, good ethics, good work ethic, because if he did, he wouldn't have got in and he wouldn't have got out of the program. And, you know, he wouldn't have got the reference from Huey, Dewey, and Louie. You know, and, and, and it, it's, you know, that's just the way it, it was. So, part of the barrier of taking on new people into your organization is eliminated. You don't have to worry about, gee, what kind of person is this? And, and so, you know, that and, and the family, you know, I, I mean, um, uh, in, in the 40 years, I, I have had to let people go uh, because of egregious errors, behavior or whatever. But I can tell you, because one of the things that I have tried to do um, and, and I think I learned this uh, inadvertently from Ohio U and from Doc. You know, they were in charge of the program. They didn't run it. We ran it. And, and the, the expectation from them was, this is your program. You know, we had officers and we had to do things. And we were, we were accountable to administration, but it was our program. And what I've always tried to do, and, and at one point we had as many as 65 people in this company, is to push down ownership of this company. And you are responsible and accountable for your little work area. And the one thing that family does, it happens in my personal life, it's happened in my professional life, they self-govern. You know, problems don't come to my, personnel problems don't come to my desk. They get solved out there. Because senior staff or people who, you know, have some seniority, will bring the youngins, as I call them, into line. That's not the way we do it here. I'm not scolding you. I'm not, you're not going to get in trouble. I'm not going to run to Pat. That's not the way we do it here. That's what happened at OU. And because that's what family does. You don't let 
you know, the little lambs leave the herd inadvertently. You bring them back into the comfort zone, which is you follow the rules. You're going to have a great life. You're going to have a great experience at OU. You can do the crawl. You can do the bagels. You can do whatever you want to do. But you're going to have a great career because you have this family that will look out for you. And, and I think one of the things to that point that has been the most one of the most gratifying things for me is when my mentees call me and say, hey, I'm mentoring an, an OU student. It's been out a few years. And I got to call and tell you, you're right. I said, well, what am I right about? Well, remember back when, and as a mentor, I just encountered what we talked about when I was a mentee. And that's the family. And that's the generational aspect of this program. I mean, look, I'm old enough. There are students that could be my grandchildren for crying out loud. But I can pick up the phone and have a conversation with them. Don't laugh, Laura. It's the truth. I mean, you know. And I'm looking, I'm looking here now, Jake. I, I need to get up and turn a light out because what used to be hair is now a big shiny spot on my on my screen. But you know, that's the thing. And and you know, it is it it is, and I don't think that there is a lecture or I don't think there's a course at OU that either of the two grads went through that talks about this. Mm -hmm. It just happens. It's a feeling. It's, it's, you know, expectations are, are, you know, you know what's expected of you and you know what's expected of each other, you know, and, and um, it, it's, it's paved the way and created so many, you know, fundamental tenets in my personal and professional life that I don't know where I, I, I've told people I would not be sitting where I am at today. I would not have had the career I'm going to have. I've had, and I wouldn't retire the way I'm going to retire had I not gone to OU, had I not met, you know, uh, Chuck Higgins, James Lavery, and Owen Wilkins. There's no question in my mind. And I think too, you said something because I'm a t-shirt person, so all my t-shirts say something. Today is today is Ohio. We'll present each one every every podcast. Today is my Ohio shirt. Uh, but you said something that was so important, uh, Pat. You said if I'm going to lead from the top down, I need to get my information from the bottom up. And I think, you know, what Doc, what you and what the program does is it, it teaches you to be on your P's and Q's to make sure that when that opportunity comes, when you're in an organization like yours, Pat, and your leader does come to you for feedback, you have the confidence, but also the know-how right. to provide adequate direction to really make a change. And you might be uh, you know, for one year out of school, you might be a coordinator, you might be an intern, but to be able to have that influence, I think starts in Athens, right? It starts with the no question, Laura. No and, how. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, in the real world, gravity takes over and things roll downhill. And when I want to let something go, it goes downhill and to the next person. And if he or she doesn't want to do it, it goes on downhill, but that's how things get done. And, and that's how important it is. You know, Doc talked about everybody being your superior. I, I have a saying that I use a lot and my staff uh, can recite it is my grandmother used to tell me, Grandma Melvin used to tell me, and my name's James Patrick. And so I was Jimmy Pat. Jimmy Pat, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should listen twice as much as you speak. And, and when I was an intern in Vero Beach at Dodgertown, the director of Dodgertown was Charlie Blaney. And Charlie had the, 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 the instincts to listen and call in a lot of people. I sat in on meetings with Charlie 
uh, I probably wouldn't say much, but he would make a point, and this is another tenant that 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 I've used, and and, and participating in participation in meetings is not optional; it's mandatory. Two things when you come to a meeting with Pat O'Connor. Three things: one, it's not going to last more than an hour; I, I, it's just not going to. Okay. Two, uh, come prepared, and three, plan on participating. And I don't care what the subject of the meeting is. I may have an umpire supervisor in a meeting and we're talking about a PR or a crisis planner. I want to hear from them, you know, because everybody has experiences that are important. And, and I think that's, you know, that's part of it, Laura, is the fact that, you know, um, um, you have to push authority and, and, and uh, opportunity down in the company. Um, and, and I, you know, Charlie used to tell me all the time, I don't know everything about everything. He's very humble in that sense. But I know that I have people around me who do. And I also know that I have the ability to communicate with them and they can tell me what I need to know. And, and you talked about bringing employees in. You know, look, and, and you know, Doc's a lifelong educator. Uh, I think that when I went to undergrad and grad school, I think that the things that I learned most were the ability to think, to have logic, to manage time. Yeah, there were some technical things that, you know, are now far outdated because I've been gone so long. But what I want from a student are those characteristics and those traits, because I'm going to teach you the business that I'm in. And I'm going to teach you the way that we do it. And if you have the ability to learn, the ability to reason, manage your time and, and work hard, you're not going to have any problems with me. And that's what I think you learn at OU. And again, ownership, you know, I, I mean, Doc would come in for that once a week, hour session, and, you know, he wanted reports from the officers. How are we doing about this project? What are we doing about that? And, you know, it was, I, I think one of the most important things in life, personally and professionally, is the ability, given, be given the ability to have your successes and your failures. And, they would let you have both. They would never let you make a critical error to have a, a, a serious problem, but you, you have to learn to fail and accept failure. And I've practiced that with my staffs over the last 40 years, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I think these are all things and Doc's being very modest and it's second nature to, to them. And it's now ingrained in the program and Matt and, and, you know, Kaler did it for years because he's, he's one of us, but, those are things that you learn. And then what's happened and go back to evolution, Jake, is the fact that, you know, the program has grown because the leaders listen and the students are just better. They're smarter. They, they come with a more rounded background. When we went to two years and you now have lawyers and, and all, I, I think it was, you know, I was not a fan of the two years uh, because I thought it would hurt baseball. It probably has a little bit, but you know, that was a very selfish position. But I, I think that the program is where it is, you know, not by accident. You know, evolution is a natural thing. Uh, these guys were the catalyst that made evolution possible. One thing, too, that you look at and the talent level, and uh, it's, it's the interview process and uh, the numbers that you deal with. And uh, uh, we've always felt that uh, you, you'll have setbacks in, in life and, and uh, um, maybe we didn't evaluate quite, but, but 
you know, people come back. And that's what I always treasured. Uh, someone didn't uh, get in the first time, they, they, they try again. And, uh, uh, but uh, just what happens, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. But, uh, but, but Jake, you know, that concept right there, okay? I, I learned this, you know, uh, it was first brought to my attention under Drayton McLean when he owned the Astros. He says, you know, some guys, sometimes people will bring me ideas and, you know, they're not bad. They're not completely flushed out, but they're not bad. And I just won't react to them. And I want to see if they are committed enough to their own idea to bring it back. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of, you know, do you really want to be an OU? Look, you know, I mean, a lot rides on that interview. I think you get a half hour, okay? And, you you know, I mean, thank God back in my day, the Miller's analogy test. You remember that one, Doc? The Mil- oh, Miller's? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I got no you. about that a few minutes ago. About that. I, that's how I got no you. If I'd have had to take whatever ACT, SAT, I'd never, I'd have never, I was just wasn't the sharpest <laughs> knife in the drawer, guys. I took the Miller's analogy test. You had to have... 10 or 12 and I got 16 and I was bubbling. Okay. And I hot footed that thing down to OU with my application. Okay. But you know, there's a lot riding on that. And sometimes, you know, what I ask my staff, and this is what you have to instill in, in especially young people, every day is not a 10. Okay. Life brings you things that aren't, you know, exactly, you know, kosher that day. Um, I ask them, you give me your best today. Your best today may not be as good as it was yesterday, and it may not, you know, may be better tomorrow. You come in and you give me your best today. And that's what the interview is, you know, and and I wish, you know, it would be unfair, but I wish that, you know, applicants could listen to these kind of things and, you know, don't name drop, you know, close your mouth and breathe, which means relax. You know, um, the old arid thing, don't ever, ever let them see you sweat. Let them see you sweat. That's natural. Don't worry about it. But you know, because these people do care, they're trying to do their best. And sometimes them doing their best, when you're not at your best, you don't stack up, you know, and, and, you know, I, I talked to staff and when I had players, I talked to players and this is, this goes to also in the front office. Okay. Uh, did you win, lose, or get beat? We know what winning is. Okay. Did you lose or did you get beat? And in my world, Losing uh, indicates or suggests we didn't do everything we should have, could have done to win. Okay, we weren't, we did not play our best. We did not execute our best. You know, we didn't prepare to our best and we got, and we lost. Did we get beat? We did the best we could do. We were on top of our game. We were prepared and the other side did it better and we got beat. And I think that's important. And, and I think it's important in the context of going back to the subject of the interview. Did you lose your slot at OU or did you get beat out? And if you lost your slot, go home and reflect and do some self-evaluation. If you got beat and it means enough to you, come back. Try it again and keep trying. And I don't know what, if there is a, an artificial ceiling. I know some guys that did it three, four times, three times. I don't know about four, but three times. And they're in, they're alums, and they are just accepted as as accepted as the first time applicant because they're part of the family. 
Pat, I mean, I don't think you, both of you couldn't have said it any better. And, you know, obviously we could go on for hours. I know you said you like to keep your meetings to an hour. So we're going to keep this, uh, you know, as short as, as we can here and, you know, wrap up with some rapid fire because who doesn't love to uh, answer a question on the spot talking about interviews. Uh, I'm going to kick it to, to my co-host, Laura, to start off the rapid fire and see where it goes. Yeah. So I think the biggest question, we've talked a lot about listening and all the things in sports. Doc, what are you doing to make you so young? Because you look the exact same and you have not aged. So what are you doing to keep yourself so young and fit and just all about this? Well, I really don't. Lauren, I really don't have an answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I guess you could say, well, you just take care of yourself and eat well and uh, uh, just enjoy life. And that's what I've been able to do, just uh, enjoy life uh, and being around uh, individuals, students, and colleagues, and mentioned Dr. Lavery and Dr. Wilkerson. Uh, but I don't know if that keeps you young looking or not. But uh, uh, Doc, uh, I, I'm just going to go out there and say you you might have a saying of a bagel a day keeps the doctor away, something of that sort. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, guess I, I guess I could say that. But, uh, <laughs> I, I have my share of bagels. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> what's What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Oh, uh, the morning morning after, no cheese on a everything bun. <laughs> I think it's an everything bun, everyday <laughs> bun, whatever it is. It's automatic. I just show up there and they know what I want. <laughs> you know, that's the old cheers line, you know, where everybody knows your name. Everybody oh, knows yeah. Doc's bagel order. You can't walk through a winter meetings with Doc and not have to, you know, spend probably four or five, six hours because he's, everyone stops him and talks to him. Well, you know, one of my greatest joys of going to the winter meetings, which, you know, we hosted for, for all those years, um, and Doc and Shirley, you know, graced us with, with their attendance was, you know, and sometimes we had to do it in the lobby, but I'd always try to get Doc and Shirley, at least Doc up to my suite. Cause I could, you know, speak more freely with only Doc there, Laura, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, um, it was just a pure joy and, you know, and, and, be for different reasons. I had a hard time walking through the lobby as well because everybody wanted, you know, Hey, you got a minute. Um, but you know, that was just, I looked so forward to that. There, there were two things that always happened at the winter meetings that I knew the winter meetings were coming or had come and gone. One, I got to spend time with doc and Shirley and there was an old guy with Wilson sporting goods named Gene DeCoss. And when I saw Gene, I knew the winter meetings had come and gone and, and life would go on. Um, but it goes back to the family, you know, and, and um, uh, there are some people, Andy Kreutzer is one of them. And, and, and there, there are a few people, my assistant, Mary Wooters has been with me 20 years and uh, how she's done it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I can tell Mary, you know, call doc and tell him whatever. And doc who? No, 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 no. Just call doc. And she okay. knows, you know, is, is Shirley coming with him? I mean, you know, and that's just, you know, that's just part of it. You know, you talk about turning over the keys to the castle, Jake. They got the keys to the castle. Uh, real, real quick, you know, you've, you've seen your fair share of logos come through the office. Uh, you've got to have a favorite one. Well, I, I, you know, I, I don't know that I do. That's, you know, uh, when people ask me about logos and stadiums and all that kind of thing, my first question, if, if they're adults, is do you have children? Yes. Which one do you love the most? 
<laughs> you know, I, I get into a lot of trouble if I try to, you know, do There's those. There's always a favorite. Yeah. Well, let me tell you a story about logos. When we first, when I was this chief operating officer, logo and design things used to come across my desk. And there was a stretch of about four or five years where I just said, no, that's horrible. We should not allow that. Um, I would get overruled. And then in a year or two, I would look at the top 25 logos in minor league baseball. And all of my rejections were in the top four or five. So I, I quickly realized that I have the taste of a slug and the creativity of one. So I got out of that business. Um, you know, we've got some great things. You know, I, I, am, I am, you know, I, I am partial to, you know, uh, the, the Round Rock Express because it's named after Nolan Ryan and the Express. Um, you know, I, I think the Lug Nuts was, a, was a, a great thing in Lansing because there was a GM plant in Lansing. And it's, you know, it's, and that's one I rejected, by the way. I thought it was too suggestive to be lug nuts. Um, uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. I had no idea what an iron pig was until I did a little research. Bethlehem Steel, uh, pig iron is, you know, part of the deal. So, um, you know, those are some of my favorites. And stadiums, you know, I'm partial to the one up in Columbus. I was born and raised in Grove City. I went to old, you know, Jet Stadium. I'm really going to date myself, Doc. Then Cooper yeah, Stadium. Remember that, remember that well. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I have some favorites. I'm partial to Principal Park in Iowa, partially because of the Brats and partially because of the GM, Sam Burnaby, who's a lifelong friend of mine or professional long friend, lifelong friend of mine. Well, the world, the world is certainly small. I got to work with Nick, his son, uh, at the uh, Arizona Fall League. So as we wrap up, Laura, one last question for you. This might be the most important question of today. It's Halloween. It's about to be Halloween coming up. Is candy corn an acceptable candy, or do you prefer Snickers? Oh, Snickers. I mean, I mean, that's, I, I only paused because I was trying to figure out how you put them both in the same sentence. I mean, other people, I'm not saying other people. Now, what about I, you I, 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 let me put an asterisk on that, uh, Laura, because I was in Walgreens and when you get my age, you go to Walgreens a lot and you walk past the candy to get to the pharmacy. Yes. Um, yes. But candy corn now is they've got like uh, turkey and gravy and testing. <laughs> Well, I, I don't eat it because I'm a diabetic. That's one of the reasons I go back to the pharmacy. But I'm just saying candy corn has, you know, we talked about evolution and elevating your game. Candy corn's come a long way in the last 40 years, but it's still Snickers. It's still Snickers. Doc, candy I, I, corn I, or Snickers? Oh, I'd, I'd second what Pat said. Smart. That'd be Snickers. Smart. <laughs> Without a doubt. Smart. Well, Thank you both for your time. Uh, obviously, Doc, an incredible 50 years and, and even more so to come. Pat, an incredible career. Um, just wrapping up and uh, enjoy the retirement. I mean, that's, uh, that's what you work so hard for, right? I guess. Yeah, that's what they tell me. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, before we go, I want to thank you and, and, and Laura for, you know, taking your time to do this. This is you know, obviously a relationship with the program will, you know, will help the podcast, but um, it, it is part of, you know, paying forward and paying back and paying homage and respect. You know, we, we live in a, a country right now where, you know, there is a considerable amount of moral decay and to see young people such as both of you. And I know that you're just, you're representative of a, of a whole host of other alums uh, who respect the individuals in doc the institution of Ohio 
in the program of sports ad uh, is gratifying. And, and I think it's validation for, you know, what Huey, Dewey and Louie started 50 years ago, uh, still lives today. It's still relevant today and it's still current today. And what we talked about is current, you know, being current and maintaining relevancy is important. Uh, so my kudos to both of you for uh, what you're doing here, what you're doing out in the workforce. Um, and, you know, I need you to keep, keep doing it and uh, for your own good uh, and for the good of the program. And I know you guys understand that, but doc, um, you know, I owe my life to you in more ways than one, you know, you and, and Shirley are, are critically important to what Terry and I do. Um, and, and I can't thank you enough one for, you know, accepting me in a program almost 40 years ago, uh, for two, for being such a good mentor and a guiding force in my life. Uh, but, but more importantly, just being my friend and being there for me, you know, doc, uh, knows some of my history. That's, that's not all been roses. Uh, he never backed down when I was at my lowest. In fact, that's when he became, uh, one of my biggest advocates when I needed him most. And so, Doc, for that, I thank you. And, and I know I'm not alone in, in having received that help from you along the way. Um, but uh, the program continues. And I'm very proud to have been a part of it. And to the best of my ability, I'll continue to be a part of it. And I, I appreciate those words very, very much. And, and Cheryl and I can say the same thing. We've always treasured our friendship and all, all the help you've given us over the years. And uh, uh, and just talking about retirement, you know, you think how busy you were. Well, it's just beginning. <laughs> well, my, my father, my father-in-law, you know, God rest his soul. He had a saying that every night's a Friday night and every morning's a Saturday morning. <laughs> and he didn't know how he had time to work. But Pat, Pat brought up something I'll have to go back to here and then kind of nice to hear that repeated, but um, Pat mentioned that how the alums always labeled uh, Dr. Lavery and Wilkinson and I, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. But Pat, who, which one was which? Well, I never knew, and it didn't matter. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's kind of like, you know, strawberry shortcake. You don't say one without the other. You just, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, you covered the field. We, 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 never, we, we were never able to figure that out. And the, other, the other one, too, was what was it, the good, bad, and the ugly? Yeah, we, yeah. Was, Never yeah, but uh, I, Doc, let me ask you, and I know we got to go, Jake, but did you guys distinguish Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Did you know who was who? No. <laughs> I'm asking Doc. He was one of the three. If, Doc. if Doc doesn't know, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> uh, Pat, Pat mentioned something I'd like to go back to, and, and, and I'm glad he mentioned it because it's something I always treasured when I had the opportunity to work with the students. But he made the comment about uh, uh, the, the program was a student-run program. And that was something I'm glad he mentioned because I always treasured that, that uh, the idea is we listen, I felt we listened to the students and their suggestions were just so great. And I always, always treasured that and what uh, the students added to the program while they were there and what, what it meant to the future. But it's been a great time and I've just enjoyed uh, uh, everybody involved. Well, Doc, we... Uh, we appreciate you because you laid the groundwork for us to have the opportunity and the opportunities that we've had after 
after life in Athens. So appreciate you, appreciate your time, appreciate what you've done for the program. And I know uh, Laura and I will look forward to the next uh, seven episodes we have with people that you paved the way for. So appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Thank Monte. Appreciate that, Laura. Mm-hmm.